Welcome everybody to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. Oh, there's some hesitation. You couldn't decide if you wanted to be BJ or something weird. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't decide. And it was like, well, I'm just going to go with who I am today. <laughs> this week, we're talking all about collecting in Dragon Quest. Uh, we got to talking a lot about toys so much last week. It seemed like a good idea to do a follow-up this week and just talk about Dragon Quest collecting in general. Also wanted to give a shout-out really quickly to Todd, one of our patrons. Uh, He gave us this idea. A while back on Patreon, he was like, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing an episode about collecting? It seemed like a good idea. We kind of tabled it at the time because we were like, it's a cool idea, but how do you do a podcast about toys? Because we can't like show people. (laughs) Yeah. You can't like you can't like hold a toy up to like a, a camera or something and be like, this is what we're talking about right now. And so we're trying to find a way to do that. And so I think we came up with a solution. We asked people on Twitter to share their favorite collection items with us. And yep. there's this huge long thread. We got a ton of responses. Very grateful for all of that. And we have this huge thread. We're going to link to it in the notes. We're going to be talking about it here in a little bit. But because of that thread, it's kind of a way for people to go and have a visual representation of what we're talking about in this week's episode. Yeah, so make sure that whether you're listening to this on the website, whether you're listening to it in uh, Podcatcher, that you click on the link at some point so that it'll open up the Twitter thread while you're listening and you can scroll through it. Uh, We'll have that in the show notes so it should be easily accessible for everybody. Unless you're driving, at which point don't do that. Uh, Look at it later, (laughs) please. Uh, That would be a, a bad bad idea that uh, dragon quest is awesome but not it's it's not worth that hashtag it can wait isn't hashtag, that i think it is so isn't that the campaign it, that you it, see it on like is. billboards and all it is i'm trying to think of a dragon quest pun for it and all i can think of is the goo can wait and that's like it goo wait like it's it's not good <laughs> don't die y'all that's what we're saying so why do people like collecting dragon quest stuff so much this was one of those things that i kind of questioned in my dragon quest book available now on amazon.com <laughs> every time but no but seriously i tried to try to think about that like what what about dragon quest collecting makes people want it so much yeah uh for my book i, I had interviewed the lucha dork who actually shared some of his collection in this thread so be sure to check that out because i wanted to mention him for a minute uh, because he actually at one point had like the biggest known dragon warrior collection in North America. And he was featured in like an issue of Nintendo power mm-hmm. and all this other cool stuff. Um, he, he since he had to sell it off, he said because of medical expenses, but then he's slowly been collecting it all again. Wanted to give him a shout out really quickly. Cause he's got a lot of cool stuff. I interviewed him for my book, which you guys can read about there. Also, I believe slime time. They interviewed him on their podcast. I believe I think so. Yeah, about some Dragon Quest collecting. So I haven't listened to that episode. I'll need to listen to that episode, and you should listen to it too. Anybody that's listening, because I'm sure he's got some good insights on collecting and stuff. But anyway, why do people like collecting Dragon Quest stuff so much? I, I'll go first if you don't mind, right? Because because I collect a lot of Dragon Quest stuff, BJ. Yeah, I know it. Uh, it it's something that not a lot of people know about you. But especially our listeners, they don't know that you like Dragon Quest stuff. Like I, co- I collect uh, especially toys because I think oh, yeah. part of it, I think part of it, like if I, if I were a like therapist and I'm sitting on a therapist couch right now, I think a lot of it would go back to when I was growing up, 
my family and I, we didn't have a ton of money. So toys, my brother and I had toys, but it was like most of the time when we got toys, it was like birthday, Christmas, maybe like Easter, like that kind of thing. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you just went to the the store and bought like five Star Wars action figures because they looked cool kind of thing. Right. Exactly. And, and my cousin, Wesley, who I grew up with, he had like so many cool, like especially Star Wars toys, because that's what we played with a lot back then. Yeah. He had so many. And I was always really, really jealous. And so whenever whenever I actually like graduated college and had like a paying job and some steady income, like I spent I don't know how much money buying old Star Wars figures mm-hmm. that I wanted when I was a kid yep. <laughs> and couldn't get. And thankfully most of them were still just like five, six bucks on Amazon. Yeah. And so I could easily grab them. And so I think for me, it all goes back to to that is that I like I like toys. I like collect. I like holding things. And there's something about like touching and holding a figure that makes me like it connects me more to like whatever property that is. I don't know. Uh Maybe it has to do with like just the sense of touch. Yeah, that that tactile like feeling of I have this like this is something real. Yeah. And so that's that kind of explains the reason why I like toys, period. Yeah. (laughs) But not necessarily Dragon Quest. I think for Dragon Quest figures, it's that I love Dragon Quest so much. So obviously, between loving Dragon Quest and loving toys, that's where I'm going to kind of that's kind of like where the where the beams cross. (laughs) Yeah. But also, I really like the hunt. (laughs) Right. You do. If it was easy to come by, this is even in my notes. If they if they were easy to come by, like I could just swing by Walmart and pick up like 400 Dragon Quest figures at any given time, I don't think I would like it as much. Like I think part of the reason why I love it is the hunt, the like constant like looking on eBay trying to find like the best deals, trying every so often like a rare item. Yeah. You can find it on eBay and then Maybe it's even from a U.S. seller and you don't have to spend a ton on shipping and can get it really fast. It's like winning it, the lottery when you see somebody in America uh, selling a Dragon Quest item. Yeah, it really, really is. Because so that's for, how much money you're saving. Like uh, like $4.3 million. It's like hitting the Powerball. Yeah, and so so for me, kind of, I guess. So for me, I think a lot of it is is the hunt, you know, like I even, I think today while we're recording this, I think it's going to get here today. I found a seller on eBay that was selling the PVC hero figures. I know we Mm -hmm. talked about the Dragon Quest 4 one. Yeah. They were selling the heroes for one, two, three, four, and five all as a lot on eBay. And they live in Gainesville, Florida. So it should get here super fast to me. And I don't want to mention how much I paid for it, but it was a good deal. It was like... It was less than 50% what other sellers were asking for this same lot of five. Did I spend more money than I should have? Probably. But it seemed like a good deal because it was so much less than other people. And it was like I could knock all five of them out in one purchase. Yeah, absolutely. That's Whenever you divided the purchases up by five, then it really seemed like a good deal. And that was something that it, it's something you've been wanting. And it's not just a not just a purchase that you got because it was there and that you saw like, oh, I guess I'll get this. It's something that you've been like seeking out and just haven't found the right seller yet. Yeah. So what about you? You have Dragon Quest stuff, too. I do. What about it makes you want to collect it? And why do you think other people want to collect it? 
So part of it for me, like most of mine is Star Wars toys, like in terms of toy collection, I'm the same way as you are, where in when I was a kid, like I loved toys, like I loved action figures. And I was lucky enough that my parents were able to kind of do the same thing as you get me get me a lot on my birthday and Christmas. And then it was something that I would save my money for and buy Ninja Turtles toys when I was a kid, that's what it was. And so I loved feeling it. And that was my favorite cartoon. It was my favorite everything. Now as an adult, Star Wars is my thing. And now Dragon Quest. And I I like the hunt as well. Like I go into Target or somewhere like that. And I don't buy most of the ordinary Star Wars figures that are common. I can get any time and wait on them to go on sale. I grab the ones that are one per case or, or fewer and try to get those because I really uh, like looking for the ones that I, I have a harder time getting. And buying them online when you can get them in the store is different as well. But with Dragon Quest, I think it's the same thing as the Ninja Turtle toys when I was a kid. It's being able to hold this cartoon in real life. It is, it's this cartoon that I love, and the toys that I like the most are the, uh, honestly, the kind of stylized ones like slimes and, and, uh, stuff like that, where it, uh, it has that Toriyama art to it, where it's like it, it, it is coming alive more so than having like the hero amiibo that we talked about, which I really like, but I much prefer like my uh, slime plushies that I have because they just feel more, uh, I don't even know what the word is, but they just, they, they feel better. more, they, they feel, feel better. More better. They, they feel, feel more, more better. better. That's it. <laughs> they do. They feel way more better. Yeah. Here's a question for you that I know you and I have talked about from time to time. Does value play a role in it? Because for me, it's like, if I see something on eBay that I know is more valuable, like it, like it would sell for a higher price. Right. I'm like, ooh, I got to get it. On the other hand, it's not like I'm going to sell this stuff. Yeah. It's like I'm not buying it to resell. Like I'm not trying to do some kind of like house flip situation. Right. Um, and so, but for me, I definitely think that it's, it's weird because value, I think, plays a role in some of my purchases mm. because I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is worth a lot. So yeah, I want to have that in my collection, but at the same time, I'm not doing it because I want its value to sell it. Yeah, and it's it's a kind of a split thing for me where if I see something that is a really good deal that I know I'll be able to sell later, uh I'll really be probably grabbing it. Kind of like when you and I found the Dragon Quest 8 sealed stuff at Walmart on clearance. It was like I'm going to get that because I will eventually uh I'll eventually sell the sealed one and keep the played one that uh, that I have but uh not so much it depends on entirely on the item like it depends on if it's something that I want on my shelf and in my collection that one day I might be able to make something off of versus something that is purely there because it's uh, worth money that uh, if it's not going to bring me joy, like if I'm not going to smile when I see it on my shelf, then I'm probably not going to get it unless it is an absurd deal. Like it would have to be like a good quarter of what it uh, goes for, for me to get it if I don't care anything about it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. I mean, there's certain Dragon Quest things I see that people are like, oh, this is super rare. And I'm like, eh, but... I don't want to pay that money for it. Like, like if I, like if I got it, I know I would probably just like put it in a box somewhere and never look at it again. It's just yeah. for the sake of having it. And I don't necessarily base my purchases 
off of that. It's more like what catches my eye, but value does play a role in it. Like not, not to sound super douchey here, but it's kind of like Indiana Jones <laughs> where, where you're like, that belongs in a museum. It belongs yeah. in my museum. BJ. Oh, that is, you put a dollar in the jar right <laughs> I'm now. Like, I'm like, I gotta get it. It belongs in my museum. And, and so, and then I just, and then I just sit there, you know, twiddling my fingers. I'm like, look at all my dragon quests. <laughs> See, I'm the, the, that way with Star Wars toys, or I used to be where it was like, I put it in a box somewhere and keep it for later. And it's something Thing that I'll go and get certain things out, but it's always the same kind of things that I'll want to put out on display later where I have so many uh, action figures from the late 90s and, and early to mid 2000s that I'm that I'm just sitting on that are in totes and it's it's try I'm trying to make myself get rid of a lot of them, but it's very hard for me to get out of that mindset, you know? Yeah. If you're listening to this episode today, and you want to, let us know why you like collecting Dragon Quest so much. Is it because it's hard to find? Is it just the hunt of it all? Like, why Why do you like Dragon Quest collecting so much? So yeah. you can tell us on Twitter. Like, we'll tweet out that this episode is live. So you can comment under there. You can add us over there on Twitter. You can email us. You can leave us a voice message. You can do whatever. Leave us a message on Patreon. There's tons of ways to contact us. And so just let us know, because I'm legit interested in what it is about Dragon Quest that makes people want to collect it. Because I know, like, you know, I've been parts of other fandoms, and I feel like with Dragon Quest, it's like, you know, when somebody buys something new on Dragon Quest, like, especially Dragon Quest Twitter, it's like, you take a picture of it, you put it online, and then, like, everybody is like, ooh, yay, so cool. Yeah. Like, myself included. And where I don't necessarily do that with like going back to Star Wars, for example, it's like if I get a cool Star Wars figure, yeah, sometimes because I'm me, I'm going to take a picture of it and put it online and be like, check this out. Right. But, but very rarely do I do that. Like usually it's something like, you know, Scott helping us get that rare Mandalorian Black Series yeah. figure. And stuff. That was that's one of the ones I've got sitting up over here where I really like it because it was rare. And even though I couldn't find it in the store, one of my friends did. Exactly. It, yeah. it was something that was different than going on Amazon or eBay and just grabbing because I, I kind of wanted the different one. And uh, but it was a friend helping out. So there was something behind it there. Yeah, so we did ask on Twitter before this episode, like I mentioned earlier, for people to share their Dragon Quest items with us. And we got a huge response, got to see so much cool stuff, not even just for recording this episode, just for completely selfish reasons. Like yep. I really enjoyed looking at everybody's everybody's stuff. And there were even a few people that I sought out individually where I was like, oh man, you got to link me to your store. Or, oh, you right. got, like, where did you find this kind of thing? I've never seen this before. So it was just a whole, whole lot of fun. So there's some things I did want to mention because I had never seen them before. Really? Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't think I'm any kind of Dragon Quest collecting expert, but like I spend a lot of time looking for Dragon Quest stuff in my yeah. free time. So like, I feel like it's usually when I see something, even if I don't have it myself, I've usually at least seen it before. And there were some things that I just, I just hadn't seen before. One of them was actually uh, the Luchador shared a, a golem mug. It looks like the golem's head. Yeah. It's like a I must brown coffee mug. that one coming out. Like I'm scrolling through and like there were so many replies. Like y'all, it was fantastic that we got so many replies that I couldn't keep up with them all. Like I've gone back and scrolled through just to see them and I know I've missed stuff like that one 
where I've been looking at these and it was just the conversations were fantastic, but I didn't see that one. Like, I thought that was cool because I like Dragon Quest cups. I even pre I pre-ordered a cup, BJ. It's a wow. it's a slime cup, but it has like waves. It's like a little ceramic cup. It's ah. not really a mug. It doesn't have a handle, but it's for like tea or coffee. Like it can handle hot beverages. Yeah. I pre-ordered it on PlayAsia. I've never pre-ordered a cup before, but I was like, dang, I got to get that. And then apparently not too long after I pre-ordered it, it sold out. So I'm glad, nice. I'm glad I went ahead and pulled the trigger on it. The Golem mug had never seen that before. That was one of them. I was actually really, really impressed by uh, one Dr. Mysterio, uh, that Twitter handle, um, at one Dr. Mysterio, uh, with the Hero Amiibo. This one made me really happy to see because it was my, he says, it was my first piece of Dragon Quest merch I've gotten and I pre-ordered it the night it was possible to. I loved that, that it was that you know, we've always talked about Dragon Quest Eleven bringing people in. And so them doing that has brought somebody else into this, into this uh, like collecting fandom, really. So there's going to be more of that. And uh, so that made me really happy to see people posting up uh, like the Amiibo, like Dr. Mysterio posting that up made me just super happy. Yeah. And then I was confused. Like, I know that you had mentioned this on, on Twitter here. S2 Pepsi had uh, Dragon Quest Pencil. And uh, like this remains one of my favorites because it helped me pass my exams. And you're like, is that from the DQ Battle Pencils game? And I'm like, you have uh-huh. to explain this to me because I have never heard of a Battle Pencils game. Yeah, so you would if you listened to my Patreon exclusive daily quarantine cast. Uh, you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I did an entire mini-sode, yeah, talking about the Battle Pencils. This really like semi-popular thing that happened in Japan because... So what? Ha- so the deal with that Dragon Quest, it's really popular. So kids, you know, they would want to bring like toys or other game related things, cards, uh-huh. those kind of things into schools. But those kind of things get forbidden in schools a lot. Right. right. So by this marketing genius, they decided to make a battles pencils game because you can't outlaw pencils at a school, can you? Uh, no. no, you definitely can't. So people would have, you know, these pencils, real pencils, you just write with them or whatever, but they have like stats and stuff on them. So it functions a lot like a trading card battle game, but they're pencils. I've come really close to buying some of them quite a few times, but just have never done it because it's one of those things that they're generally, I've generally been able to find them inexpensively, at least like pre-COVID-19, I was able to find them inexpensively. It was like, okay, cool, you know, spending $7 on like these five pencils, but then it was like $10 shipping. And I was like, do I really want to spend 17 bucks on like pencils? Right. It kind of comes down to that whole, like what makes you happy when it's sitting on your shelf. Uh And I was like, yeah, I really want to, I would really like to own some of these, but I don't know if I would want them on my shelf. And because I don't have a special connection like they did with, you know, helping me pass my exams or anything like that, it doesn't have any nostalgia or sentimental value connected with it. And so it's kind of just like, I'll pass on it for now. But yeah, I mean, I think they're really cool. And any of our patrons who haven't listened to that episode, be sure to listen to it. I mean, I talk about it more extensively there. I thought it was a cool little piece of Dragon Quest merchandising history. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, that Ninja Temper, I thought this was really cool. He shared the original vinyl soundtracks for Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 Yes, uh, that were released in like the mid to late 80s. And I knew that those existed because I've tried finding them myself because I don't say I collect vinyl, but I mean, I have a ton of vinyl records. 
I'm a big music guy. And so I have a lot of vinyl already. And so getting Dragon Quest vinyl just makes a lot of sense. But anytime I've been able to find them, they're always really, really expensive. And just looking online for them and things like that, I've never seen them just all together like this. And so seeing seeing all the Dragon Quest vinyl in those pictures were really were really cool. And I like the ones uh, that people are posting of their um, bubble slimes, their metal liquid metal slimes, because like uh-huh. it's always like it's actually made of metal, and it uh-huh. makes me so happy because that's the one thing I hate about your 2ds is that the chromed outside is plastic, so it messes up more easily. It can scrape that coating off. And I wish it actually had uh, the, the a really light metal coating on it. So I'm glad that the... I like seeing the ones that are actually made of metal as opposed to chromed plastic like that. I legit did not know that the, the actual liquid metal slime on my 2DS wasn't metal or chromed plastic. Like, I never even thought about it. I think it is. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure, like, touching it and seeing it, that it is uh, plastic with the uh, chrome finish. Yeah, I mean, I've held it a million times. It's just one of those things that I never thought about, like, feeling for <laughs> when I was playing. I also, because I really like art, uh, some of the ones uh, that I saw, like uh, Lulia the Third, with the uh, with the all the art that's on the uh, CD theater albums, right. looks super cool. Yeah. She was even nice enough to DM me a link to all to a whole collection of all of them. Uh, on a Japanese auction site, and it was going to be like almost five hundred dollars for all of them, uh, which was a bit, a bit, just a teensy weensy bit out of my uh, price range. So, uh, so I had to pass on it. But I, I, I'm glad that they exist in big collections like that, and that they go up for sale from time to time because the art on them looks really, really cool. That was some stuff that I'd never seen before. The other big thing I can think of that I've never seen before. Uh, was shared by uh, Christopher at Retro Unboxing. Is he shared this? Uh, it's a Dragon Quest book that he found. It's a it's a novel, I guess, that he found at a bookstore in Japan. Uh, that he said he gave to a friend of his. Yeah. Anyway, it looks super cool. It's got the Dragon Quest uh, one hero on it. He's got his sword held high and everything, and it looks really cool. The art looks neat, and I'd never seen that book before. And I was like, hey, I want to get my hands on that. So yeah, that one <laughs> that one's really pretty. Some of the other ones that have been posted were the like the two DSs. I'm really jealous of people having the DSs and, and uh, two DSs and consoles that are special edition. Specifically, the people who are posting their Dragon Quest Nintendo Switches. That I'm so jealous of you because I keep eyeing it and looking at it. And my wife has asked me like what I want for Christmas, and I just keep looking at the Dragon Quest Switch, being like kind of want that that's what i want and then there are the rumors of the switch pro coming out next year i'm like i gotta wait on it i need to wait don't need to get that one and then I'm because i want to get the switch pro if it comes out with a bigger handheld screen it's like but but it's got dragon quest joy cons and so i'm super jealous of y'all who have that already that uh, when i see it i'm like oh man you're lucky and uh hope you have a good time with it because those joy cons are really fantastic and I don't know how much your wife is planning on spending on you for Christmas, right. but those switches are like super yeah. expensive. Yeah, now. they are. Like they. I mean, that's a lot. Like that's more than my wife spends. On <laughs> it depends entirely on how bad of a year it's been. Like I'm, I don't know this year because it's bad for everybody. But uh, like the year that my mom passed away, she just went all out. Like you're getting everything that you could possibly want. Please have a good Christmas and don't be depressed. Kind of, kind of thing. With it being you know 2020, it's probably somewhere in between that. 
but uh, I think it might be the Lego uh, Nintendo uh, TV and stuff like that that they put out. That Mario set where he jumps along, he put together the console and the television and everything. That's probably going to be the level of gift this year. I gotcha. Also wanted to mention really quickly before we move away from all the Twitter stuff, just all of the fan made stuff that people shared on here with us, because I've, I've said this before on the show, I think is that Dragon Quest fans are a super talented bunch. Yeah. Like there's a lot of talented just artists, crafters, all sorts of people making cool Dragon Quest merch. I really enjoyed seeing like all the different stuff that some people had that some different people had made. Yep. There was like the, uh, I'm trying to find them right now while I'm scrolling through it, but there's like so many photos so... to get through is the, uh, the person who his wife had made him the Drackey. Yeah. That looks so and cool. And giving him Dragon Quest five alongside the Drackey was like super neat, right? Yeah. That one was awesome. That's one of the best like handmade craft ones that I've seen. It looks so clean. That's what I'm really impressed by on that one, that a lot of times you'll see the the handmade crafts and they'll have a little bit of like imperfections in different places. But this one is just so proportionate and clean. I'm like, I'm really impressed by this. So uh, it's 19 underscore 87. So well done, your wife. Yeah. Elizabeth uh, shared some of her stuff too. And one of them is a Hendrick that's uh, that's in the process of being made. That's on her sewing machine still. It's just like Hendrick's head. Yeah, but it looks so good. It does. <laughs> like it's just a head, but it looks amazing. And I, I I'm just I'm really looking forward to see how that one uh, comes out. And I'm definitely gonna have to check out her Etsy store because uh, I like that style. And Todd. Uh, shared the ones that he 3D printed. Yes. He 3D printed along with one that Alenzi had crocheted. And we've mentioned we've mentioned her store, the Crafting Rogues store, on here before because she was even nice enough to send me a blue slime and a, and a metal yep. slime. I mean, it was crocheted, but it was a metal slime in the mail like a few months back that I, that I still have sitting up on my shelf. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, very talented people all around. Now, I love that one. Like, I have two of Alenzia's slimes as well. I have a she slime and a slime that she gave me a discount on uh, whenever I bought them. And they're sitting directly above me in the uh, windowsill. But my favorite thing about Todd's post here is not his 3D printed slimes, which are really, really awesome. It is the wonky slime that Alenzia, his sister, sent him uh, and gave him. Because it like has a lazy eye and I love it. And she hates looking at it. It says, she says that, that, that it makes her cringe whenever she sees it. She's like, you need to throw that middle one away. <laughs> like, like she hates it. And I love it. Like, I love how when she was learning how to make slimes and put them together on what works and what didn't, that she sent her brother this one where it, it looks slightly crazy. And I love it so much. Yeah. I don't know. She told me that she sent, she sent me prototypes too, and I can't find like any flaws with mine. I think one of the differences is that the eyes I have, I don't know about yours, are beads or buttons on mine that are hard plastic pieces for the eyes instead of crocheting circles. So I know that made a difference in terms of how the eyes looked on that one, uh, because mine, I was like, 
my eyes are much more circular than that one. I was like, ah, oh, it's because mine are plastic and those are yarn. And uh, that was one of the uh, iterations. So I thought it was neat. I think it's neat seeing people learn how to do this stuff because I am not a crafter. Yeah. I would have no idea how to do this stuff. Mine are uh, yarn. Mine are crocheted eyeballs on both of mine. So. so yeah, they're really cool. Like I just, like I said, I just love seeing the wonky eye on that one. Also wanted to mention really quickly on fan made stuff is uh, Heatman Fabro. We're going to link to his Etsy and Facebook too. Doing the, the wood burning boxes. Yeah, looks those amazing. are so cool. Yeah, we were even talking about it before we hit record today because it's really, it's really, really cool. The, the Dragon Quest one uh, that he made looks just amazing. I mean, when I was a kid, I had a wood burning kit and never got good at it. Never remotely as good as this. So when I'm looking at it, I just I can't believe it's wood burning. Right. Like it's really impressive stuff. Like my wife does woodworking and like she's not even attempting wood burning. Like it's just it's so hard and you have to do such there's no room for error when you're doing it. And so looking at these, it is terribly impressive. And there's going to be a link in the show notes to go there and look at this, uh, this stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to put links into our show notes for all the Etsy stores we're talking about uh, today, because you guys should check these out and and support these people too, because they really do some awesome work, which kind of bleeds into the next part of the show, which is shameless self-promotion. So we mentioned it, already but we do have a patreon page and i'm gonna let bj tell you guys just a little bit about it so we have a lot of stuff on our patreon page at patreon.com slash dragon quest fm and you can pledge to get a sticker and you get a if you stick with us for a year we'll send you a dragon quest fm mug uh we have all sorts of other stuff like until the end of the year you're going to be getting uh copies of all of the geek to geek media magazine that we do called press start uh, that's going to come in uh, every month when we're doing it. The October one now is going to be all about uh, spoopy Halloween uh, games and uh, how even if you're not a horror person, you can play this stuff and have stories about that. We also have a tier where you get to tell us what to talk about, kind of like this episode where Todd was like, hey, what about toys? And we're like, yeah, that's right. Thanks, Todd. (laughs) And that came from Patreon. So we have a wonderful community. So check out patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Yeah. Also, if you would be kind enough to review our podcast, BJ and I would be greatly indebted to you because it helps people know that they should listen to the podcast. It helps, you know, with stats and everything. So if you haven't reviewed our podcast yet, please just take a moment, a couple seconds to just, you know, punch in the star review, hopefully five stars, fingers crossed here. And if you want to write a review, that's cool too, but you don't have to just take a few seconds, review it, and we will love you for it. It's true. We absolutely love you. I would say that I would give you a hug if we ever get to meet in real life, but now there's the apocalypse, so I'm going to like fist bump you from across the room. <laughs> also wanted to so give thanks. a shout out to one of our patrons and a good friend of ours, Ryan Molina. He's been doing Dragon Quest Ten review videos. Uh, we've been trying to promote that on the show. Version 2.0 came out this past week. And that has been some of my favorite Dragon Quest X content. I love version 2.0. Uh, his review is really great. We're going to link to it right here. Uh, if you've watched Ryan's videos before, you know they're very informative and equally hilarious. Uh, so be sure to check out Ryan's latest Dragon Quest X video. I assume 
the version 3.0 review will be coming out next week. It seems like he's keeping it on a weekly schedule right now with all of his review videos. Uh, but we've got the link to version 2.0 review uh, in our show notes. We're going to put that in. So there's all sorts of fun notes for you guys to look at and links to click in this week's episode. Click, 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 click. That's you. <laughs> Getting back into today's episode now is kind of what are our favorite items in our personal collections. So spoiler alert for anybody who looked on that Twitter thread already, because BJ shared some of his already on there. Yeah, I did. But why don't you go ahead and just tell people some of your favorite Dragon Quest items you own? So last year uh, we were talking around Halloween and my wife does pumpkin carving. So we had her make a uh, Dragon Quest slime pumpkin so we bought one of the teal pumpkins uh that was a uh, one of the craft pumpkins and she carved a witch slime into it a slime with a witch hat on it and for our anniversary which is halloween uh she got me a witch hat slime plushie that i have hanging on the boom arm for my mic here and so it just stays with me all the time and those are two of my absolute favorite things in there because they they mean something to me like we were talking about earlier how uh that that the best ones have have meaning to us for some reason or another and those are two that do and i mean i know that even the, you know that pumpkin is not a an official thing by any means but it's like I, i've made sure as soon as it became pumpkin season to get that one out and put it on my shelf that i just absolutely love that uh like having that so we may end up changing it a little bit or doing a different one because this one is designed to be seen in the light that uh, when you're doing just like shaded pumpkins like this rather than sculpted or or uh, the way that you do with the punch out and uh, different different cutouts and shadings to light, they, they have to be done differently. So I may get one to be lit at some point too. But this year's crazy. It probably won't get done this year. So last year, for those people who haven't listened to it yet, we did a competition between me, who is really bad at pumpkin carving, and Jennifer, who is really <laughs> good at it, to see who could carve the best Halloween-themed Dragon Quest pumpkin. And Jennifer won, but I did not know at the time that it was not a real pumpkin. So I'm right. thinking... Halloween's getting pretty close, so I'm thinking a rematch may be in order this year. <laughs> Good because luck. Because it's a whole lot harder c- carving a real pumpkin, I assume. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I they're, really don't know. <laughs> they're about the same. They're different from what she tells me, that you have to, to manage different parts of it. That obviously the real pumpkin is wetter. And you can you have to deal with that part, and it has varying thickness of the uh, the rind, so you have to make sure that you don't poke too close in. You have to keep maintaining a like touching the inside to make sure you're not going too far in, depending on what you're doing. I'm calling out for a rematch, Rocky Three style, or is it Rocky Four? I don't know. One of the Rockies. <laughs> I don't know. She won't hear it, though, because she refuses to listen to any podcast I do. Well, either way, I'll text her right after this. When we're done. You should. When we're done, do it. I'm going to be like, hey. Also, I'm Rocky in the Rocky Three metaphor here. Oh, man. I dibs. I'm Rocky. I, I'm not sure who he was going against, but I, I'm glad that my wife has not been hit in the face that many times. <laughs> so anyway, back to my favorite items in my collection. Uh, I, I talked about this a lot in my book, too, so I don't want to repeat myself too much here because uh, I feel like I've mentioned it on the show quite a bit, too. At the time I wrote the book, I've also acquired a lot of new stuff since then. But, you know, the giant Christmas slime that you guys got me for Christmas yep. last year, 
that's super awesome. I keep him out year round, even though it's Christmas. He sits at the top of my desk all the time. Uh, the, oh. the Karuchi plush. Uh, was, yeah. That was one of the first big Dragon Quest items I got. Big in terms of like size. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Dragon Quest items I got. Uh, I also really like, I have a set with the Galapagod, the giant tortoise, and the, the hero figure from Dragon Quest Ten. I have a set of those that are really nice quality figures that I like a lot. Um, the Tuffy that I got that I mentioned, I think, on last week's show, really like that one a whole lot. Um, I assume these Dragon Quest Heroes figures that should be arriving at my house today are going to be some of my favorite new toys as well. But all of that stuff I really like. Um, I have some really cool uh, fan-made like stickers and things that people have sent me. The slimes that Alinzia made. Right. I have probably almost as much fan-made stuff as I have official stuff at this point. Right. Just from always buying like little stickers or what have you on yeah. like Etsy or Redbubble or wherever. So I, I would put a lot of that stuff at the top of my list. I don't know the rarest thing I have per se. Yeah. Um, I did recently find out that the that the well the first copy of Dragon Warrior one that I owned uh-huh. um, apparently is a rarer one. Um, because, oh yeah, you told me about because that. Because on the box it says like thy hit decreased by one, and on the like Nintendo Power you know promotional boxes that most people have, I guess it says thy hit points decreased by two uh, on the back of the box. And so the by one thing, I totally just lucked into it. I just happened to buy. I wanted a box because I only have the cartridge, so I wanted a cartridge that came with a box. Bought it. Yeah. Bought it off eBay. And then, like, months to a year later, I uh, found out that that's apparently, like, a, a misprinted, rarer one. Mm-hmm. But because I'm me, I went out and bought one of the regular ones, too. <laughs> that, I understand. <laughs> I was like, I gotta have both of them. Um, yep. But I do have that um, and just a bunch of bunch of random stuff, honestly. I mean, I have I have a slime blanket. I have a slime teapot i have that slime switch controller that i really used to play pretty much any switches switch games with unless i'm playing in handheld mode so much dragon quest stuff i own has like just become like everyday things you know <laughs> like there's just things in my kitchen now or in my or in my living room that i that just get used that are just dragon yeah, themed that's awesome like i'm glad that you have the stuff like that that gets that gets used that there's utility in it rather than just being decorative yeah i came, i came really close to buying the salt and pepper shaker uh the yeah. slime set one of them's a king slime uh to go in the kitchen but i'm like grace and i will never use those like we just use the little like the stuff the holder that comes in you know like when you buy salt or you buy pepper like it just comes in a thing like we don't ever pour it up into a fancy like salt and pepper shaker yep and I'm like, that's exactly the way we are. I'm like, I would never really use that. So I, so I've passed on that right now. But one of the things that I have that I really like that I can't wear, and it's one of the reasons I want to uh, get back in shape where I was a few years ago, is that Capsule J sent me a Dragon Quest Eight T-shirt that he got from Square Enix uh, a years ago, and so he and his wife had gone and done the Blurch Marathon, the uh, uh, oatmeal sponsored. Uh, 
beat the Blurch marathon and half marathon. And uh, Rose ran the marathon. He ran the half. It was awesome. And so since that's my favorite book, The uh, Terrible and Wonderful Reasons Why I Run Long Distances, uh, he went out there, he got me a signed book, and he, he got me some shirts and things like that from the, the races, which I was really happy about. And then when I was going through the package, uh, the rest of it, I opened it up and there was a Dragon Quest uh, 8 shirt with a note attached to it that just made my day. It was just a big surprise because it was something completely uh, unexpected that uh, that I had in there. And it's in my closet. I look at it, but I am honestly too fat to wear it right now uh, because I have uh, gained weight during, you know, depression the last couple of years so hey oh, but but it's, but it's a good motivator it actually is because i have my entire thing is i want to get back into wearing the clothes that i have that i like instead of the stuff i have that i don't that i have to wear right now so that is actually a a motivator to me because i want to wear my dragon quest 8 shirt yeah and a, a similar thing happened to me i have, I have one for dragon quest 11 that's from pax west i want to say right one of the my first dragon quest fr- friends that i made uh, through my blog and everything before we even started the podcast, Corey uh, sent it to me, offered to send it mm-hmm. to me. He was like, Hey, I have an extra one. None of my friends want it. Um, I guess he lives out West somewhere. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I don't mind giving the stranger my address <laughs> and <laughs> yep. stranger at the time, at least I was like, how am I giving the stranger my address? And, you know, got that shirt. I'm scared to wear it because I'm afraid that it's going to like peel uh like jordan yeah you know how screen tees you know how like the stuff can peel if you put in the dryer too much i do so i very rarely wear it uh scott you know our friend scott that we mentioned at the beginning totally surprised me and sent me the big dragon quest 11 poster that was at gamestop for 11s coming out oh i didn't know that that's awesome yeah it's i've got one half of it framed it's in it it's shaped in a way that I would have to buy a custom frame if I wanted to put it all together. Oh, so I've gotcha. got one side and fr- I had a frame that fit one of it and I need to buy a second frame to fit the other half. And I can just like put the frames together, I guess, because uh-huh. I'm cheap and don't want to spend like 700 bucks on a custom frame. <laughs> that, that, that makes a lot <laughs> um, of sense. Because though. I mean, it's massive, you know, it's a huge, huge thing. So I guess those are, are my two real uh, Dragon Quest uh, surprises yeah. that I've gotten from people. And Th- those things are very special to me too, just because they were nice surprises. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That that the surprises are the best part. Like we when we got into this, it was doing the Dragon Quest podcast and into the fandom. We've mentioned this before, but a lot of it was about the people, and this is just part of it. It's like people wanting to to like share stuff with everybody else, and like, hey, I've got this, hey, and we're like, hey, how much money do we owe you for this? And like, nah, don't worry about it. And it's like what it's like y'all are nice people like it's surprising because you don't hear a lot about nice people on the internet but y'all are nice people and we can't like praise you enough for that so keep doing what you're doing uh which is being nice and not sending us stuff (laughs) you want to send us stuff that you can also keep doing I realize as I'm saying this, what it sounded like. And I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, keep being good people. (laughs) You guys are great. Send me stuff. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not buttering y'all up at all. So we're going to put a link to BJ's uh, OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we've threatened that before. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM, Facebook.com slash DragonQuestFM, and patreon.com slash dragon quest fm if you want to talk to me directly you can do that i'm on twitter at dragon quaston 
You can also read my latest posts on my Dragon Quest blog. That is at dragonquestaustin.com. And check out my other podcast. It's called JRPGs and Me. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. You can listen to my other podcast, the geek to geek podcast at geek to geekcastcom You can check out all of the other original content on our network at geek to geekmediacom where we have video game reviews, a whole video game magazine, original articles and columns, live streamers. It's just fantastic stuff uh, about all sorts of pop culture, geeky goodness and that is at geekdeekmedia.com. We also have a Slack and a Discord that you can find links there as well. So please join us, talk to us, and play with us. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.